Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let me read a few scriptures before I preach the word today. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2. You shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 3. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God is testing you. You mean you and me, every one of us. To know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Psalm 17 verse 3. You have tested my heart. You have visited me in the night. You have tried me and have found nothing. I have purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Father in heaven, we ask you, Lord, to teach us about the testing of God. And Lord, we want to know ahead of time what tests we're going to have to go through so that we can pass the test. We thank you, Father, that you show us in the Bible how you test your people. And Lord, we want the people in this house and people who listen to this teaching all over the world to pass the test. And they will grow up and they will be used of God and fruitful for the kingdom of God. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for reminding us that the test from heaven is real. And we will be ready to pass the test. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. The Lord really wants us to grow up. And in order to get promotion and grow up, we need to go through different kind of tests. There are many tests that God will put us through in this life. Many Christians don't even know that God would test them. And they keep flunking, they keep failing the test again and again, and they never progress. I believe that it's good to be educated about the tests of God so that when we go through certain circumstances or certain tests, we will be able to understand that this is a spiritual thing and we make a decision to pass the test. And when we pass the test, what happens? We grow up more. We will find out who we are and we can improve spiritually. We can become more like Christ. And when we grow up more spiritually, we become more mature. What happens? We will be more fruitful. We will give glory to God more than before. And we will be happier. And we will be stronger. And we will be less sick. Because as you grow up, you become stronger. You obey God more. Your health will be stronger. You will be more productive in life. God doesn't want his people to be immature forever. He wants us to be mature and strong and mighty and do great things for him in this one life we live on this earth here. So, I want you to really make a decision that I will not stay immature forever. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to become more like Christ in my words, in my attitudes, my motivations, and my actions. 
and everything about me, I want to become more like Christ. Today we would like to talk a few tests. Last time we talked already two tests. Today I would like to talk about one of the tests here is called character test. God wants us to mold our character to become like Him. I remember before I became a Christian, I had a lot of bad character in my life. I was very selfish, self-centered, short-tempered. I was very uh, negative, very pessimistic person. Everything in the world looked very negative to me. But God put me through many tests, through the Word of God, through the file of God, to mold me and change me. He wants to test my character. And you may not even know that you have some flaw and weak character in your life. You don't even know it until you are put through the fire or the test. And that fire retest will show you who you are and help you to grow up and get rid of those negative or weak character in your life. God may allow you to be surrounded by ungodliness or sinful practice around you. I give you an example. God may put you in an office where everybody gossip, and you sit there. You have to make a choice whether you're going to follow them to gossip or not. Maybe you are surrounded by workers in the same office who are very rebellious and talk bad about the boss all the time. So if you join with them, you begin to realize that, hey, actually, I am rebellious too. I have a bad attitude toward those who have authority over me as well. You have to overcome that test. God allow negative things and sinful things to be around you to see that you're going to yield to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life or not. Or you're going to stand up and say, no, 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 no. I don't want to follow the way of the world. I'm going to stand up and do the right thing before the Lord. And if you can stay strong, the Lord will promote you. The Lord will anoint you more, and the Lord will use you more than even before. I believe that all of us have to go through this character test. We're going to have to be in the situation that we have to make a decision to obey the Lord, to depend on the grace of God, depend on the power of God to not follow the way of the flesh, or we're going to follow the way of the world. God wants to reveal to us the area of weaknesses in our life. And if we don't go through the test, we don't see our own weaknesses. I give you an example. I shared this a few times already. I, have, I did not know that I have the weaknesses of seeking people acceptance and recognition for a long time. And if any time people reject me, I feel hurt and I feel bad and I start to get mad. And I did not know that this is my weakness until God allowed me to go through the test again and again. God put me in the situation that people would reject me, would do things against me, and he saw my responses. Actually, I failed the test for many years. I kept responding in the wrong way. I was mad at people. I, was, I feel so rejected. And eventually, one day, the fire of God touched me and the light of God just wake me up and say, son, I am trying to test you. I'm trying to help you to come out from this habit or this weakness of seeking man's recognition, seeking acceptance from man. You only seek acceptance from me, not from man. Eventually, I 
got it and I repented and I say God from now on it doesn't matter what other people do to me I will still love them I don't consider that their rejection is personal I will continue to love them once I pass that test it's amazing the test stopped I begin to see the victory and the repeat the test stop because God see that I get promotion I pass the test Even though there are some tests coming along again, I feel that it's so easy to overcome next time. Amen. So God wants us to depend on His power and His grace. When we face the test of character, that we are put in the situation that we have to make a choice between obeying God or sinning against God, then we know that by our own flesh, by our own ability, we will not be able to pass the test. Then we cry now to God for the power of the Holy Spirit. We cry now to God for the grace of God to help us to overcome, to have victory over that temptation. Amen. So, not only that, the character test helps us to be bold. Many Christians are very shy. They dare not share the gospel. They dare not tell people the truth. But when we go through the test of character, that we have to stand up for the truth, stand up for the right thing to do, even though the whole world may hate you. You may be rejected by people because you don't follow their way. When you are able to stand up for the truth of God, you will build the boldness inside you, and eventually you can preach the gospel without fear anymore, and you can be more effective for God. Fear is the big enemy. The reason you try to follow the way of the world because you want to please everybody. You don't want to hurt anybody feeling. But if you can stand firm in the midst of trial and temptation. Then the bonus will come, and eventually you dare to speak the truth to people in love. I want to give you a few example in the Bible about the character test. One of the example is Samuel. Samuel was the son of a man named Elkanah, his wife named Hannah. He was born in the time that the light in the temple was dim. In other words, the spiritual condition of the nation of Israel was very bad, very weak. The high priest Eli was not a strong man. He was not a strong leadership. He was a weak leadership. His eyes almost became blind, and also spiritually he became blind. Let me read the scripture to you. What happened at that time in First Samuel chapter two, verse twenty-seven to thirty-six? Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, "Thus said the Lord." Did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense and to wear an ephod before me? And did I not give to the house of your father, mean the Levi, the tribe of Levi, your father, mean the Levi? All the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me? This is a big problem. He's a weak father. Eli saw the sons, two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, sin against God in the temple. I have commanded in my dwelling place and honor your sons more than me. To make yourself fat with the best of all the offering of Israel, my people, they corrupted. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel say, "I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, 'Far be it from me, for those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed.'" 
Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house, so that there will not be an old man in your house. Eventually, Eli died, and his two sons died. God punished them because they did not repent. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place, despite all the good which God does for Israel. And there shall not be an old man in your house forever. But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon your two sons on Hophni and Phinehas. In one day they shall die, both of them. Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread, and say, "Please put me in one of the priestly position that I may eat a piece of bread." What happened? Eli, the high priest, had two sons who commit sexual immorality behind the door of the temple. These two young guys slept with women in the house of God, and not only that, they corrupted, they stole the offering from the pot. And Eli, instead of correcting the son, instead of telling the son to stop doing it, he saw it, but he did nothing. Fathers in this room, don't do this. When you see your kids sin against God, you have to do very heavy correction. Don't let it go on, because eventually the blood will come upon you. And come upon the whole household. I believe that generational curse will come if we don't repent. We need to repent of our sin. If we don't repent, the sin gonna get onto the next third and fourth generation. So Eli and his sons and the spiritual condition in the temple at that time were not very good. Full of temptations, full of corruption. And where did Samuel grow up? Samuel was the last judge of Israel. And one of the first prophet of Israel, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, verse 20. After that, he gave judges for all for 450 years until Samuel the prophet. So after Samuel, there was no more judge. There will be the king Saul. Samuel was the prophet of God, and Samuel was growing up in the very corrupted and ungodly surrounding. But if you study about the life of Samuel carefully, you notice one thing that Samuel kept his life pure before the Lord. In the midst of character tests, Samuel could have followed the way of Hophni and Eli. But he did not. He stood firm for the things of God. And what happened, God honored him to be the prophet. I pray that all of you would do the same thing. No matter what other people do, you stood firm for the things of God. You're not going to sin against God. You're not going to compromise the principle of God. Amen? I have gone through that in my ministry. I have related to certain pastor who tried to pull me away from the things of God. But I say, no, I have to stand with the things of God. Even though I lose your friendship, I will do it. And actually, I lost many friendships. Many pastor friends, rejected me because I did not want to give up the way of the Lord. That's okay. As long as the Lord is on my side, it's fine with me. 
Amen. We need to please God more than man. So in your office, in your home, in the care group, in the church, in your circle of friends, if you notice that your friend try to pull you to sin against God, I want to ask you to stand firm and pass the character test. Another example in the Bible is Joshua and Caleb. Numbers chapter 32 verses 11 to 12. Surely none of the men who came from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kinesite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. Joshua 14.8 Nevertheless, my brethren who came up with me make the heart of people melt, but I, mean Caleb, wholly follow the Lord my God. At that generation, the children of Israel that came out from Egypt complained, had bad attitude, unbelief. When the spy came back from the promised land and told them about giants, even though the land was a good land flowing with honey and milk, but the attitude was wrong. They spread the rumor that we will die here, we will not be able to take the promised land. They began to rebel against Moses and against God. And a lot of people followed them. A lot of people followed their idea of unbelief, who stood firm and got into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were put in the midst of ungodly people, unbelieving people. My dear brothers and sisters, I want you to be like Joshua and Caleb. I want you to be like Samuel. No matter what other people do, you are responsible for your own life with God. You have to stand firm no matter what other people do. You're going to make a, a decision. I'm going to wholeheartedly follow God. I will do what God say, even though I may lose all the friends, I may lose benefit, I may lose money and job. No matter what, I'm going to stand firm and have the godly character in my life. I'm not going to corrupt. I'm not going to get involved in some manipulation and some controlling and some wrong things around me. I'm going to be a godly man and a godly woman no matter what happens. Amen? People may say wrong things to you. They may say, oh, don't give to God. 10% is not of God. We can keep it. Don't listen. If people come to you and say negative things, don't follow those negative things. Just stand firm. Just love God. Love the church. Love God's people. Serve God. Just keep your heart right. Wholeheartedly follow God. Don't follow the negative comments of people. Be like Joshua and Caleb. Amen. How many people want to be like Samuel? How many people want to be like Joshua and Caleb? Keep your character right before the Lord. And believe me, the Lord will be on your side. And the Lord will help you. Amen. That's why Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land. The rest all died in the wilderness. Everyone say character test. How many people are going to pass the character test? I want to pass the character test. Next one, the word test. Everyone say the word. God spoke to us two ways. One way is through local, the written word. The Bible is the written word or local that contain many commands and many promises. The promises in the Bible is for you and me and just an amen. If you are a Christian, you are born again believers. All the promises of the Lord in the Bible belong to you. So God gives you promises and I own these two. I own the promise of God and you own the promise of God by grace. 
Another way that God speaks to you, we call Rema. Rema is the living word from the Holy Spirit speaking directly to you. I give you example. The Rema for Pastor Da is that she is a wife of a pastor. That is her Rema. Not all of you is called to be a wife of a pastor. Rema for some of you may be, I call you to go to Japan to help that church in that city. And that is Rema for you, but may not be Rema for me. Each of and every one of us has a promise of God, a calling of God in our life in a specific way through the Holy Spirit. We all have specific calling and specific purpose in life. We all are different. So we have the general local, general promises, and we have specific promises. And God going to test us through the word, to both local and rhema. How God tests to see whether we can stand firm in faith of what he say in the Bible and what he says in his voice through the Holy Spirit called Rema. He allows us to pass the test by putting us through the contradictory circumstances that sound like what he say in the Bible is not going to happen. And not only that, it's go opposite. So God said, go this way, but God going to make you go through the opposite direction for a while to test your faith and to test whether you're going to stand firm with what he say or not. And you keep thinking in your heart, is God lying to me? Is the Bible true? Is the voice of the Holy Spirit that he speak to me real? Or is it just my own imagination? When will the will of God become true in my life? And you were thinking that, wow, God anoint me with the Holy Spirit. God called me to do great things. Why things going worse, getting worse and worse? Why I have to go through all this darkness, all this setback and disappointment in my life? What's going on here? We call the word test. God allows you to go through contrary situation in your ministry, in your walk with God, so that He can build your character to be more godly, to have more faith, to have more patience and endurance, and to have more trust, and learn how to trust God no matter what happened to you. You learn how to obey Him even though the circumstances are opposite to what God wants you to go through. What are the purpose of the word test? Number one is to humble you. This is the nature of people who are anointed and people who are very capable. I remember when I started the church, the Lord told me clearly. He came to my bedroom for the whole month and said, Mom, Mom is my nickname. Mom, I want you to start the church here. Take care of my people. And I said no for one month. And eventually after 30 days in my bedroom, every time I put my head on the pillow, he would say, could you please take care of my people and start the church? I said no, I'm too busy. I'm a neurosurgeon. I, I'm on call every day. No way. I'm not a preacher. I never went to Bible school. I'm not a pastor. Eventually I said yes. But at the beginning, I was thinking this way. God, you're so lucky. You get a good one. I'm a high educated man. I'm a smart man. I'm a hardworking man. I received gold medal from the king of Thailand as number one in the medical school in Thailand, even though I didn't study that much. I'm a capable man. When I finished the neurosurgery training, I was number one in Thailand. Oh, you're lucky, God. You're so lucky to get me. Ha 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 ha. It's totally wrong. God put me through hell for many years. 
The dream of building the church. I try and try everything go opposite. All the contradictory situation. People reject me. I lost friend. People didn't follow. People laugh at me. I did many wrong things in the church. Why God allow me to go through that hardship and failures and opposite to what God called me to do? Because He want me to reject my own resources and my own strength. I need to humble and say this will be done by only His grace. Not because I'm a great guy. Amen. He want to shape my attitude because he want to use me more. So he need to allow me to go through all these disappointments and setbacks for many, many years. Actually, not only one year, many years until I humble myself and say, "Yes, I need the Holy Spirit. Yes, I need the grace of God." It took me a long time to repent, and not only that. After we go through this test. We come out much more anointed and much more wise and more strong. That initially we may plan to do this much for God. At the end of the test, we can do more than what we can imagine. And after we come out from the test victoriously, we will rejoice in seeing the wisdom, the power, and the majestic move of God that get us out from the bottom into the top. Out of that test, amen? amen. And one of the story in the Bible, good story that we can learn, is about the life of Joseph. Joseph went through the word test. Joseph was the eleventh son of Jacob, the first son of Rachel, his lovely wife. And Joseph was the favorite son. The Bible says in Genesis chapter thirty-seven, verse three. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Jacob or Israel loved Joseph very much to make a coat of multiple colors. Actually, this is prophetic. Coat or mantle represent the authority and anointing. Multiple color mean he gonna get involved in many nations. He gonna bless the nations, and he gonna have different kind of anointing. So God really prophesied upon him through the father that this man gonna have authority one day. And it's true. One day, Rema came to Joseph in two dreams, and I'm going to read the dream to you. Genesis chapter 37, verses 5 to 11. This is the word of the Lord to Joseph. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers. Now, this is not very wise. <laughs> he was too young. He should have kept it to himself, but he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, "Please hear this dream." Which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaf stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, "Shall you indeed reign over us, or shall you indeed have dominion over us?" So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers. Another mistake. <laughs> Sometimes God told you something you don't need to tell everybody. Keep your mouth shut. Talking too much will bring problem to yourself. Amen. Amen? Sometimes you just keep your mouth shut. Don't talk too much. You're gonna cause problem to yourself like this. He's a godly man, but he was too young at that time. He didn't understand and said, "Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, mean the father." The moon, the mother, and the eleven stars, his eleven brother, bowed down to me. So he told it to his father, 
and his brothers and his father rebuked him and said to him, "What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you?" And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. God spoke to him through the dream, Rema, that he one day going to be a man of authority, and all of his siblings and his parents. Gonna bow down to him. Did it happen next day? Did it happen next year? And suddenly, somebody come to his home and say, "Oh, Joseph, I like you. Come here. I gonna promote you to be a prime minister right now." Did it happen? No. no. What happened? His brothers hated him. They envied him. They tried to kill him at the beginning in the field, but they changed their mind. They sold him as a slave to an Ishmaelite caravan. From Gilead, the Ishmaelites took him to Egypt and sold him again to the officers of Pharaoh named Potiphar. He became a slave. Did the condition get better? No, the condition got to the opposite direction now. The dream says you're going to be the boss, but the real situation, he became a slave. So he became a slave in Potiphar's house. And what happened? He was accused of pursuing Potiphar's wife sexually. She falsely accused him. Then he was put in jail. Was the condition getting better? A slave now in jail. The condition got worse. And in jail, they forgot about him. He helped interpreting the dream of two guys: the cupbearer and the baker of Pharaoh. What happened? The baker, the head cut off, but the cupbearer, the head cupbearer, was released. And the cupbearer promised Joseph that I will tell Pharaoh about you, so that you will be released because you did not do anything wrong. Did it happen? No. The head cupbearer forgot about Joseph for many years, until one day, fourteen years later, after the dream came to him. Fourteen years. Everyone say fourteen years. years. Is it short or long? Some of you would have quit the church long time ago. God, you promised me that I'm going to go up on the stage and preach, but three months later, the pastor hasn't allowed me to preach. I quit right now. I'm leaving the church. Fourteen years. Instead of going direction to authority, he going downhill, 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 downhill. Being a slave, being in jail, and forgotten. But eventually, the word became true. He was able to help Pharaoh, and he was promoted as the number two authority in the kingdom of Egypt. Became the prime minister, and he saved his whole family and the whole nation of Israel. The end is he got the word of God fulfilled in his life. Amen. Amen. Look at what the words say in Psalm 105, verses 17 to 19. He sent a man before them, mean Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord. Tested or refined him. Everyone say the word of the Lord will test me. Psalm one o five verses twenty to twenty one. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. Did Rama for his life become true? Yes. But before that happened, what happened? He was tested. The condition was contrary to what he planned to see. My dear brothers and sisters, God may have a great plan for your life. God may talk to you something. 
God may talk to you through the Word, through the Holy Spirit, and you think that that's going to happen next day, next year, but the condition go opposite, happen in the opposite way for a long time. Are you going to complain? Are you going to sin against God? Are you going to walk away? Are you going to quit? I want to encourage you: don't quit. Stay pure and holy with the right heart, like Joseph. Joseph kept his heart right all the time. You never read even one time in the Bible that Joseph complained against God. You never read even one time that Joseph complained and had a bad attitude. He never even got mad at his dad and mom and his brothers. He kept his heart pure and loving and right before the Lord all the time. And eventually, 14 years later, he became the prime minister of Egypt and saved the whole nation of Israel. My brothers and sisters, let us pass the test. No matter what happened to you, good or bad, just stay on the course of your walk with God. Amen. You run the race and keep running. Don't get out. Don't quit. And no matter what happened, keep going. And I can say that this lesson has happened to me. When I started the church, I told you already, hell broke loose. I lost friend. People looked down on me. Many bad things happened. Accident. Things happen again and again. In the opposite way, the church didn't go anywhere. I struggled, but I never gave up, and I kept on going. What God told me to do: You will build my church. You will build my church. People look down on me. I talk to many American pastors. They laugh at me. They say you speak with accent. There's no way you're gonna succeed here. And you lay hand too, and you move in the Holy Spirit. People in the Northwest don't like this stuff. They want the easy church. So I say no. I'm gonna make disciple. I'm gonna lay hand. I'm gonna get into the Holy Spirit. They laugh at me, but I say no. I'm gonna obey the Lord. And I lost people. I lost member. People walk in and walk out, and they don't like the way I lay hand. They don't like the way I preach. I keep going and going, even though it looked failure. But I'm gonna obey the Lord. I'm gonna obey the Bible. I'm not here to please man. I'm here to please God. And I believe eventually we're gonna have a good church. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Everyone say character test. Everyone say the word test. From now on, are you gonna stand firm with the word of God? No matter what happened to you, no matter bad things happen to you, you will go on and go on and do the right things before the eyes of the Lord. Don't quit. Amen. Don't give up. Keep going with what God called you to do. And if you don't give up, you will reap the blessings. And the promise of God will be fulfilled in your life. I have learned so much in the past 30 years of walking with God. I have learned now that it's not about today. Don't look down on the days of small things. If we do the right thing, if we keep our eyes on God, keep our faith, being patient, do the right thing, and don't quit, and don't look down on the day of small things. Keep going and going. Eventually, we're going to see big and big manifestation of. The promise of God and the blessing of God, not only to our life but to our family, to our loved ones, and to the nations around the world. When I start to go to Japan, I saw problem there, but the Lord kept telling me, "Don't look at the problem. Look up at me. I promise you, don't quit. Just keep doing it. Eventually, the whole Japan will see the change if you don't quit and you keep doing what I tell you to do. No matter what happened, keep going. Keep doing what I tell you to do." And it's not about today. God is about a long haul. Everyone say a long haul. It's not about just five days. It's not about two days. It's about long haul. Keep running the race.
Amen. Don't quit. Husband, if you have problem in your family, your relationship with your wife is in trouble, don't quit. Being a godly man, keep doing the right thing. The situation in your family may be bad right now, but if you do the right thing, being a godly man, say sorry to her, love her, change, repent. Things are gonna change. God gonna come and help you change the situation for you in your job too, in your ministry. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many people say I will practice what I learned today? So today we learn two tests: character test and also the word test. Amen. Everyone say with me: I will pass the test. I will grow up. I keep my heart right. I will keep obeying. And walking by faith, I will be patient. I will build the character of my life. In Jesus' name, I'm a winner. I'm a victor. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a loser. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, for this teaching to remind your church of all kinds of tests that we have to go through. We thank you for the story in the Bible about Samuel, Caleb, and Joshua and Joseph. We thank you for all these character in the Bible that we can learn so much from them, and we can apply all this principle and truth to our life today, Lord. We pray, Father, that those who listen to this teaching will grow and will be strong and will become fruitful in the kingdom of God. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give the mighty hand of praise to the Lord. Is any one of you in this room not a born again Christian? I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. God is real. He loves you. Look at the flower out there. Just look at the flower. You know that that must be God. I don't have to go far away. I just look at Pasada. I know that there is God. It's impossible that Pasada came from monkey. She definitely was created by God. We were created by God. God is real. We were created. We were not the product of evolution. I want you to give your heart to God, and. Say, God, I want to follow you. I want to come back home, and you can come back home through Jesus Christ. All men are sinners, and you cannot have relationship with God yourself. You need to receive forgiveness of sin and go through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me." I would like to ask you to come back home to have relationship with God the Father. If you are that person, I'd like to lead you to prayer. Maybe only one person in this room. I don't know. Or maybe you are backsliders. You walk away from God. You used to go to church, but now you say, "I want to come back home." I like to lead you in prayer too. How many people say, "I want to be a child of God"? Raise your hand up. I want to follow God. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I want to come back home. I want to be your son or daughter. Oh Lord, forgive me. Of my sins, Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. 
you were raised from the dead on the third day lord jesus come into my life you are my god and my savior i will follow you serve you all the days of my life i turn away from my sin and follow your ways from now on in jesus mighty name amen congratulations give hand to those who give their life to jesus thank you jesus we trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m a l gathered in your name, I live to. You.